If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Pennies Going In Raw is a production of iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed in the following podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide education and entertainment about the financial industry and the stock market. Enjoy! On this episode of Penny's Going In Raw, we discuss Hughes Update spy thesis, how we made nearly half a million dollars on spy, and also the Russia and Ukraine conflict. You find out life's this game of pennies. Oh, you guys know we only have a 40% runner. Hello? 40% is a fucking killing. We've been compliant for too long. It's time we go to war. I don't have a Roth. You know so much about the market that his brain doesn't have enough room for grammar. Hey, who told me about IDEX? It's going up a shit ton now. Rob, 4%, baby. No way. 4 fucking percent. You asked the exact same question with two words <laughs> different. It's like, fuck, man. I just got dick whipped for like 20%. And now that f***er's up like 50. I bet Warren Buffett never did that. I'm just making this voice memo to call out unusual whales to a fight. The pennies we need are everywhere around us. Pennies. 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 Going in raw. Featuring Dan. Deity it dips. And Hugh Honey. Produced by Vinny. And Christian. Let's, Let's go, go, baby. Welcome back to another episode of Pennies Going In Raw. Today is Wednesday, January the 26th, and Spy has been on a mission. Uh, we talked about it last. I think we recorded on like last Wednesday or so, and you you ended up making quite a good bit. But just to go over what Spy has done, uh, I mean, it went all the way down to like 427, uh, it's sitting right now around 4.33. But I mean, even the after hours moves we're seeing are insane. Um, if you didn't look at your account all day, you may have, you know, waited till after work, checked it out and been like, OK, not a bad day. But the people that were in the market all day were were in a war. We're in a battle. Uh, so you kind of want to go over what your thesis was last time we talked and then how it played out and how you played it yeah so originally i believe that i called for uh, that i wanted for friday i wanted spy around 440 or 445 443 something like that and uh and i mean that happened by thursday uh it, it was incredible that that happened by uh right up in, until thursday so that really moved the timeline up for me 
What I had originally wanted was 445 by end of day Friday, start to buy some calls. And, uh, and, and the way that I was handling them, buying the calls, was that I was slowly scaling into them, uh, waiting for the day of the big rip. Similar to how I played the forward short to where, uh, you know, it was going to be like I was going to take small gains here and there until until I got a real move. So that's that's what my plan was. But then that came much faster on SPY than I ever expected. And so I did start buying some calls around the 442 mark. And then uh, and then and then I continued to um, I continued to scale in and basically my thesis was the same, was that I felt that when it was going to bounce off bottom, that, uh, that it was going to squeeze real hard. And uh, that would have been Monday. Monday, we saw the squeeze real hard. I mean, it gapped down, went down 4%, and then it ended the day, I think, just about green, like maybe up 0.2%. Yeah, no, I saw. I checked it after hours, and it, and it was green. When it was down 4%, I mean, that was the closest we've been to a circuit breaker halt in quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was, I mean, I was, I was buying, I mean, I was, I, I really, I was a little scared to be honest. So I wasn't buying like anything crazy, but I rode that entire move and, uh, and everything went about two, 300% off the bottoms. And, uh, and so, I mean, if I, if, if the thesis, if it had gone a little differently, I would have scaled in more. Um, but, uh, but overall really happy with the trade. Um, and and then and then then I played the backside. So then I bought puts, and uh, and that and that's how I made six figures on Tuesday. Um, was buying puts, and and it, and you know so far it's been great. Um, now the one thing that so I will you say didn't is, you didn't hold anything over the weekend. Like you didn't have any puts go over the weekend expecting this. You played uh, no, no, okay, no. I, I had calls actually. I had some small calls. Um, but so I in, was hoping. Did you hold on to them, or did those just end up worthless? No, no, no. So I held on to them, and uh, and I had scaled into them a little bit. Um, but then I was just buying like like spy calls out the ass and shit. And so gotcha, I gotcha. I went into this knowing that I was going to take some paper cuts. Like I I knew that. And the one thing that I was hoping for, and that drew in my thesis was that the bigger revision that we had, so the bigger wa- washout that we had. Uh, the likelier bounce of like a massive bounce. And so that's what we saw. Um, now, I did think that I did think that it would be over a few days. I really didn't think they would be like 4% intraday. So, uh, so I, had to, I had to cut them because I, 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 it was a massive day, you know, 285 grand or whatever in one day. Um, you know, I couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't hold that. And then I switched to puts and uh, that paid me about 100 today. So, so I'm still holding some puts for FOMC. I'm ex- uh, uh, I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow. Um, I was also excited to see what happened with Microsoft and Microsoft. Um, they beat consensus, but basically it looks like uh, their guidance after hours was um, that their guidance after hours was really good on the conference call. So um, so you know, good for them. Uh, and we'll see what FOMC says on uh, on Wednesday. Well, what do you think for the next three weeks? Obviously, there is a lot of you know outside stuff going on, especially with the Russian Ukraine stuff, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, yeah, no, it's it's a lot to expect. I mean, you can only you know rightfully expect a whole lot more change, a lot more up and down, right? Yeah, yeah. So. My original thesis called for a pretty big washout to then buy the dip 
and like a pretty and from from the washout would be a parabolic squeeze. Now that happened intraday. I, I was expecting something similar, but that happened intraday. So that's wild um, that that happened intraday. So now my thesis has kind of changed, and I believe that we're inside a little bit of a volatility chop fest. And to and for my thesis to change, we need to change. We, we need to change. And so what I mean by that is that either SPY needs a, another reversion, another washout. So maybe like 410, uh, maybe 415, 410, something like that. Like another washout to then pick up the pieces. Or it needs like, uh, I don't know. I really only see that being the other option. I really, I was going to say the other thing that could happen is like if SPY breaks back over 460 or something. But, uh, but I really only see... Uh, the one the one thing happening where like for the thesis to work to where and and I obviously want it to work is that uh, wash out to four ten four fifteen maybe even four oh five to then pick up the pieces and a parabolic squeeze back to all time highs. Um, I still think that that's that's in order, but now the timelines are a little messed up. I think that we need a chop fest for like a little bit, maybe like a week or two. Um, and then as we go into February, maybe like the second week of February, have that washout and then that parabolic squeeze. Uh, do you kind of worry like if it does get to any certain levels that it'll just break through and we're on a really scary downfall? Mm, no, because now, now, now the thesis has changed again. Every, everything has changed again. Um, I don't, I like rate hikes of one to two percent. Like this is priced in now, in my opinion. Like it, it, it's priced in. We don't need. We don't. If that happens, we don't need. Like that. That doesn't need to go crazy. Um, let me say. Let me think about it. No, no. I, I think. I think basically, we need one more big parabolic squeeze. I don't even think that if I, I don't I don't see a world where we realistically go below 400 before we see 470 again. All right. Well, I feel other, it in my nuts. Even even if the whole Russia Ukraine thing gets worse, yeah. and you don't. Okay. Well, Back, but go ahead. But go ahead. We'll, we'll go into that next. Cause, you'll, cause you'll you're wanna, way more. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. way more. Okay, dude. So I sent I spent some time researching this. Um. So. Are you are you ready to get uh, educated in Crimean or Ukraine, Russia, all that? I, I am. <clears throat> I am personally. I can't wait. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. 
Identity theft protection starts here. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, so I'm sure people are going to get mad at me for forgetting stuff, but keep in mind, this is the most simplified 100 years because we're starting in 1922. So I just want, just to preface a lot of this, the Crimean Peninsula is in Ukraine. Ukraine borders Russia, okay? Let's get this thing going. So in 1922, Ukraine officially became a part of Russia, right? Well, 11 years later, Stalin does some fucked up shit to the Ukrainians, like make them meet crazy agriculture quotas before they could eat, which led to the Great Famine where over 10 million Ukrainians died. You know, kind of fucked up dude. After World War II, Stalin also decided Ukraine wasn't Russian enough. So he moved a ton of Russians to the Crimean Peninsula, which is in Ukraine, and forcibly deported a ton of Crimeans to Central Asia. So you can kind of see why the country may have a little split influence on Russia and, and not, you know, some may like them and some may not, you know, the ones they moved there as opposed to the ones that got fucked over. Uh, you know, fast forward a bit. 1991, Ukraine left the USSR and declared independence at the cost of a pissed off neighbor, which is Russia. And it didn't take long for them to try and get a Russian president elected. And after a while, Russia finally did. So now we got a little Russia influence in Ukraine after Ukraine finally had a good bit of time being independent. They don't like that. So in 2010, a pro-Russian president finally gets elected, super fairly, I'm sure, and everything was basically all fine and dandy as Putin finally had all the influence he needed in Ukraine. So for three years, and the pro-Russian president refused... Ah, So that lasted for three years. And then the pro-Russian president refused to sign a deal with NATO to make Ukraine politically and economically closer with the EU and instead signed a deal with Russia. So now they're getting more Russian instead of getting more EU. They don't want that. That kind of pissed off the, the Ukrainian people. So they started protesting, and that lasted fucking months, led to violence and several, several deaths, and then the pro-Russian president flees the country. It's crazy shit. This has happened like seven years ago. So in 2014, after Ukraine got the pro-Russian president out, Russia was like, fuck that, that's lame, and invaded and started occupying the peninsula. And it's the peninsula in South Ukraine, uh, Crimean Peninsula, the Black Sea right under it. So now uh, Russia is as annexed and occupies part of Ukraine. Okay, so now we're getting to 2021. This is where all of us is what's happening now. So in April last year, the Russian military moved around 100,000 troops to the Ukrainian border. Uh, that's a decent percentage of their troops. And that's kind of sketchy as because they already are occupying part of you. You don't like that. And also, there's been a serious war for the past seven years in the East where Russian separatists and the Ukrainian army have just been fighting for fucking years. People that really like Russia in uh, Ukraine and the Ukraine military. And over like 14,000 Ukrainians have died in that. So a lot of fighting there. <clears throat> so, uh, blah, 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 blah. 
Kind of sketchy if the recently invaded and occupy a part of your country and you have a Russian-funded separatist and a long-ass war in another part of your country. Well, that drew a red flag, but shortly after, the 100,000 troops dipped from Ukraine, but they left all their heavy artillery. So they were on the border. The troops were there. They brought all their shit. They left their shit. All right. Eight months later, they're back. That's December, Back. mainly positioned in Crimea and on the eastern borders where the Russian separatists are fighting. So now you got all these Russian army, military, blah, 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 on the border of the country. And now it's like Biden saying if they join in or if they invade, we're joining. You know, so if they do invade and we hop in, I mean... That, that's where it all starts. I mean, that's where the market starts to get sketchy. We already have 8,500 troops, obviously not a ton, on high alert. Uh, but any thoughts on, you know, the possibilities of this happening? I mean, Putin wants to get in Ukraine. Obviously, there's your little history lesson. You're welcome, guys. But, uh, yeah, what, what, are your, uh, what are your thoughts and how many wars have you traded through? Uh, so, I don't really... None really. I mean, so we were we were in war, I guess, but uh it wasn't like a direct like like we were allies. Like you take Afghanistan, you know. But here's the thing. I'm sorry, I'm just rolling through this inside my head. See, this is this is the thing, okay? Obviously obviously nobody wants war. Obviously. But from an economic standpoint, if the government's spending more money, they're putting more money into the economy, which is obviously good for the economy, which is good for the market. You know what I mean? I mean, war is not good. But if you look at it from that perspective, I mean, for the economy, is that, does that make it a good thing? But I guess then you got to go through the question of like, where's that money come from? We already have a massive military budget. But like, you know, say say we, you know, expedite things and uh and you know make the budget two X or whatever. Well, we also yeah. haven't been in a war with like a civilized country since like the forties. Yeah, but like you know what I mean? Like so like which way do you look at it from? Like, does it matter where the money comes from if, as long as it's going to the economy? I think what if if anyone's worried about more of a grand scale, and this is probably least not very likely to happen, but while US and everyone's distracted, China could just be like, Okay, here, Taiwan, uh, you're ours now. And then if US gets involved in that, that's where shit gets sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I no you know, I, I don't know all <laughs> Yeah, we need we need our historian specialist on uh Wait, to, yeah, to dude, it took on. me six hours of looking up fucking Russian-Ukraine history to make a fucking spark notes on it. I think it'll be really interesting. The one thing that I'll say is that I don't, I, I, I could see us putting sanctions on Russia. Yeah. No, I, I mean, could, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they don't really like what the NATO and the UN are trying to do to the Ukraine. So, uh, no, we'll, we'll see. Um, it'll be interesting in the coming weeks, especially with, uh, and then we got... Beijing Olympics, we can't we can't outshadow that. I don't know if Putin would want to, you know, overshadow his friend. Yeah, I I don't know. It'll be it'll be wild. I I really I, I do think though that we would put sanctions probably on them, uh, um, on them to stop them. But I don't know. I don't even know if they would care. Like, do you like? Would you care? No, I, I mean, they, I mean, they already know. Like, if they do that, it's gonna fucking start a little some some. 
I don't know. I wish because I mean it's, it's more of like a you can't really let a, a massive country take on small country take over small countries. No, it's like okay, like, yeah, let's just start conquest yeah. again. Yeah, because yeah. same thing like uh, why you don't negotiate with terrorists. Like then you know what's stopping them from doing doing it again, doing it again. Yeah, very Ooh. similar. God, that's so. That's so so yeah, it's it's more of like a you know. Uh, I mean. It, do we interfere and is this our business? And then, but we've already said, you know, if this happens, it is our business. So, I mean, that's kind of what we're waiting to see. Uh, I mean, the Ukrainian president said today that, you know, it's under control, uh, but he also said they haven't formed battle groups, which means they won't attack tomorrow, which doesn't seem like too promising for the next day. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> so, oh, so yeah. like, you know, the next hour we're cool, but like, yeah, no yeah. Promises and, and, you know, I think a lot of the reason the markets, you know, kind of, getting spooked is because uh just uh, i think it was yesterday family members of u.s government employees were forced to leave ukraine due to fear of russian invasion so you know we'll uh we'll see wow insane bro okay so if a new house is on your wish list in the next five years grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an ohio homebuyer plus account from kemba financial credit union a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn seven percent apy a 500 dollars matching bonus and a 1500 dollars mortgage closing cost credit learn more at kemba.org offer expires march 31st 2025 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply nmls 292230 equal housing lender federally insured by ncua as the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. As we go on to, you know, this, this past couple of weeks being, you know, pretty bad. I mean, it's pretty hard on a lot of people um, mentally and, you know, going through financial stuff is always one of the things that is one of the more stressful things in life. So I think, and no, this isn't a better help ad. Uh, I kind of want to get into, you know, how to like keep your spirits high in times of, oh shit, I lost 30% of my account. This really hurts. And I got taxes coming up. How, you know, you're in a stressful situation and it even makes it hard for you to trade. Like what can you do to kind of, to fight that? How do you, how do you get back in the headspace of, you know, I can do this. I did this before. I can do it again. Uh, is it a matter of just putting it aside and waiting till the market gets back to your standard? Is it like, how can you really get your headspace right to where not only are you good enough to trade, but just good enough to, to live your life, you know? Because, I mean, like I said, finances are one of the biggest stress causers out there. Yeah, I, you'll definitely always, I mean, finance will always be a stress. And I think that people underestimate, similar to like, let's take like a divorce. Okay, similar to a divorce, you just don't probably go out there and start dating immediately. Uh, similar to, you know, when you have like a bad spell inside the market, you don't just immediately go back to making crazy stupid money. Um, and I think that that's important to understand. Like every, like same thing, like everybody wants to get back on the horse immediately. Everybody wants to make back all the money that, that, that they lost. Um, that's not how it works. And so usually what I like to say is that I like to say change, change the things that are around you. So I had someone reach out the other day and I said, okay, what, first thing I would do is that when you wake up in the morning, you know, if you, if, 
it sounds like you're really stressed when you wake up because all you ever think about is money, money, money. So instead, um, wake up half an hour earlier, use a headspace or whatever for 15 minutes, um, meditate, and then listen to an audiobook. I, I like David Goggins' book. And, uh, and so what that usually does is, is that I found for myself is that the meditation brings me to like this deep relaxation of like not being stressed. And then the David Goggins book or like any book similar to that, like, you know, on personal growth and, and, you know, confidence, it kind of brings in like that killer confidence mentality where it's also like, I'm going to attack the day. And that's been a recipe for success for myself and for others that has worked. Because like I said, it's instantly, if you wake up stressed with anxiety, you know, the meditation helps you relax. And then, uh, and then from there, it's uh, the David Goggins book or whatever. Um, uh, the David Goggins book uh, gives you that killer confidence um, and, and to attack the day. That, that's, it, like I said, in my experience, that's what I found helps. Yeah, so I think one of the main things is, is they'll get into this, this, this funk. They're already down. That's causing them these, this mental stress. And then they're trading and the market's still down. And that they're keeping them to still lose. And can I even do this anymore? It's... Kind of like if someone breaks something, they have to get surgery and then they have to have rehab. It's like you don't just immediately hop back in. If you if you fuck something up, you know, take some time to figure out how to do it again, how to do it better, how to do it safer. And I think that's a, a good time to enter, especially after you've lost a good bit of money. And even more importantly, heading into a new year where you still have the taxes coming up and you still have a lot more financial responsibility that you're still going to have to attack uh, and not just stocks. Hey, if you lost it towards the end of the year, so what? But now it's, you know, there is a responsibility of the amount of cash you have on hand. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's, I, I feel like you really have to make, like I said, like that lifestyle kind of change. Like it's not a lifestyle, but it is kind of a lifestyle. And then, and then the next thing is that you really just gotta take it slow. Like, we, everybody's been waiting for the other shoe to drop, myself included. And then it dropped, and like, I got smoked, everybody got smoked, you know? And we were all like, oh shit, like, the other shoe Yeah, we always talk about waiting for the dip and how we always want that dip, and then it comes and it's here, and now everyone's like, fuck this, please go back up. But I mean, now it's like, you you are seeing it. Yeah. Very clearly. <laughs> Yeah, and and the market is the uh, I hear you hear it all the time. The market is the only store where people run from twenty five to thirty percent off deals, and that's the thing is that is that I really truly feel like like you need to relax. Also, I think that it's important that if you takes if you took some bad losses and like you got to adapt. Like you don't just always use one strategy. I I want you to focus on one strategy that can work in most markets, but in a super volatile strat, uh, market like this, 90% of strategies aren't working. It's either you get smoked or you are making your year. And you don't need to make your year. Like you don't need to be like a volatile trader because a lot of shit's stressful. Like, I, you know, like I'm, I'm exhausted by the end of the day. But you know, if you're the type of person that feels like you have to make money, then you just can't sit on the sideline. Like I was talking to someone who literally they felt they were like, this is my only source of income. Like I need to make money. But then their strategy is not working from the long side and, and they want to sit out. 
And it's like a double-edged sword. It's like, all right, do you yeah, it's like... A, it's a tough time to to learn the short side. Like, we we have Manziel coming on on Sunday, and we talk about playing the long and short side, and we talk about the difficulties of playing them both at the same time and transitioning into playing both at the same time. And when it's like this, I mean, you have a chance... It, this is kind of like the bull market was for playing long. Uh, and... It, some people may say this isn't the time to learn it, but at the same time, I mean, if, if you're just getting smoked on longs, if you start playing puts or something, at least you have a set loss that you can stick to and not exactly, if, if it does reverse, you know, and you're shorting it, zoom, zoom, you're fucked again. Oh, there goes another 10% of my account. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I, I do expect, I, let me see. So I think that you got to know yourself. Because if you can't sit on the sideline, but then you lost, like if, you, like if you're the type of person who, who always needs to make money, but then you're not making money, um, yeah, I don't know, you got to figure it out. You, you got to figure it out. Um, if you always are trying to, quote unquote, trying to make money, then, uh, then you can't bitch when, like, you're, when your strategy's not working. Like, that's what it comes down to. And, yeah, uh, it's, I mean, honestly, it's kind of like exactly what, here we go, sports analogy. It's exactly what the Los Angeles Lakers are going through. Like, the, you you don't know, do you sit Russell Westbrook in the fourth quarter? I mean, he sucks, but you're paying him $44 million a year. He's an absolute liability, and he can do something good for you every now and then, but more often than not, he's just going to brick it and then throw a terrible turnover. <laughs> you got to know you can't have that. You, you, you got to bench yourself eventually, and you got to be, you got to accept a new role sometimes. Sometimes yeah. there are teams that your play style doesn't work against. That is this market, and that is, you know, you, you know? And yeah. uh, so that's something to think about there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and like the last point, and, you know, I'm not trying to be a jerk here, but, uh, you know, the market's hard, and the market really hasn't been that difficult for 15 months. So if you are like the type of person who, like, you'll have one green week and then one red week and you're bitching about it, uh, listen, I'm welcome to the market. Like I, I really like I've had this conversation too many times at the past two weeks. So maybe I'm like being a little bit of a douche about it. But uh, like welcome to the market, brother. Like what you thought it was a joke when when we talked about like only 10% of people are profitable. Like this is the reason that we started the podcast because only 10% of people are po- are are uh, are profitable. And We're trying to make it 11. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the barrier to entry is so high. Like that's the whole reason that we do PGIR. It, it, I'll tell you right now, I, Dan and I do not come here for the paycheck, okay? It is a very nice paycheck, but it is not enough for me to lose the yearly amount and then come here yeah, and We talk did this for like nine months with no paycheck. Yeah. So. So, so, like, you know, if, you, if you're going to come to some of the DMs like, yo, bro, like, I think I should just quit. Like, I just gave up like, like two weeks worth of green. Honestly, pat on the fucking back. Like you, you're probably doing better than most. So relax. Welcome to trading. Like I feel like I should put like a big sign, like welcome to real trading. Um, you know, and and you know, pat you on the back and slap your ass on the way in. You know, like like this is how things are. Like it doesn't always go up. Like buy the fucking dip doesn't always work. Uh, I know. Yeah. Uh, the, all the memes when you buy the dip and it keeps on dipping. Like they're real. Yeah. They are real. They're real. So, like, listen, keep, go easy on yourself. The, the last 15 months has been easy. If this is your first 15 months, you're going to be killing it. Congratulations. 
but now you know boys turn to men and like if you listen to us just for like the pure like fun of it i'm flattered but uh you know maybe get a notebook out listen to some of the shit that we say because all of this is based on our experiences and what we went through and uh as much as i love hearing myself talk like i have tons of other shit that i'd rather be doing that's all <laughs> all right fuck y'all um <laughs> so kind of going on to one last thing uh <clears throat> we have a little challenge for you guys it'll end in well, let's say two weeks um say not next monday but the next monday and then the tuesday after that if i had a notebook i'd get a thing uh <clears throat> so like four more episodes but we want to get a short clip and of your favorite part of Penny's going in raw where we're talking about stock advice and you're going to post it on TikTok or Instagram or wherever with a make sure to listen to Penny's going in raw little thing. It's like a little challenge and the three most viewed ones will get $500. $500 a piece. All you have to do is make like a hey. TikTok or a YouTube short with your favorite like minute or however long of pennies going in raw with the video, etc., and post it, get lots of views, get the word out, and uh, yeah, potentially win 500 buckaroonies. What do you think about that, Hugh? Uh, that's a lot of money. I'm going to be honest. All right, well, they say TikTokers make a lot of money, dude, so. Yeah. Got to get the word out. So. Make sure to post them. We want to see 100,000 views. We want to see 50,000 views. We want to see a million views. It would be super awesome oh. if we could get up there. Okay, if anybody gets over uh, 400,000, 150, oh. I, I don't know. Like, what's a lot of views? I mean, if someone gets us 150,000 views on an advertisement, I'd say that's worth $1,000, right? I'll give them two about- grand. If they get over 150,000, two grand. 150,000. Okay, and it can't be bots. Well, well, I don't know how to check if it's bots, but we'll get our intern on it to make sure it's yeah, not yeah, all yeah. like comments yeah. of We don't know hey, how that shit works, but, yeah. but Christian we have, will. We have a 20-year-old intern and we are yeah. beyond that shit. He and he's fucking TikTok. smart. He's right? smart he, as hell. Yeah, he's smart. He'll know. He'll know if He'll those know. are fake views. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys. Well, That's we'll see right. And girls. So, uh, stay strong in the tough market, and uh, we'll have Manzel on Sunday. Take care. Make the TikToks. Penny's Going In Raw is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.